0: Good evening, TDN listeners, and welcome to this weekend interview. It's our final um, episode for 2020. Uh, So many people say that 2020 uh, was a challenging year, and they're happy to see the back of 2020. Uh, At this weekend interview on TDN Radio, we had you supporting us, so I don't think it was that much of a bad experience for us, but uh we we feel in solidarity with those who uh want to see a new beginning in 2021 welcome to you my regular listeners you stuck with me uh, every wednesday through 2020 and i really appreciate that and um if tonight you uh is the first time you listen to this weekend interview you're catching us on the last episode of 2020 and we look forward to you to becoming a regular listener in 2021. This week in interview, we, we did so oh, many varied topics. We, we dealt with politics, we dealt with health, we dealt with education. Um, uh, we featured writers, authors, poets, uh, playwrights. And of course, um, our own Redemption Road production was huge. So tonight, uh, to bring it to a close, to take it home, on this weekend interview, uh, my special guest is, is Dr. Martha Watts, Martha Joseph Watts. And uh, we know, I know that there are still a lot of parents who are hesitant, or maybe like hesitant is not the correct word, but uncertain as to exactly what is the solution for, for education of their kids. And so I invited Dr. Watts to come back to, to give you some tips, to give you some, some help. This is her area of expertise. And so I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this intro uh, except to say a special good night to those listening to us on the Nature Island of Dominica through RVR Jam. A special good night to you. Uh, Let's take uh, the character of And when we come back, I'm going to be joined by Dr. Martha Joseph Watson. We're talking education and we're specifically uh, talking to you, the parents of school-age kids who Uh, i still trying to navigate the uncertainty with COVID, should I send my kids to brick and mortar, Um, what's happening with my kids, and so on. So stay tuned, we have a lot of information for you, you know when Dr. Watts is here, she comes um, ready, and she's so generous with her knowledge. So we're in for a treat, and we'll be right back after the character
1: Distant lands, our forefathers came. Some seeking adventure, some bound in chains. Through battles waged and fought, through victory and pain. By test of their courage, our freedom was gained. In homage to those gone before us, the heroes of lands in the sun, we vow to join hands and to focus on building one Caribbean. Raise your How are
0: Welcome back, listeners. And um, the last time we hear Michael Henderson do the like character commentary for 2020, and of course, I would be remiss if I don't say that every time I hear her, um, she impresses me as such a talent. So, as I was saying before we take a break, there there is so much still uncertainty uh, surrounding COVID, COVID-19, and particularly parents who have school-aged kids are uh, going through what I imagine was a very rough time uh, because the authorities are giving mixed messages, uh, the, the kids want to go to school, of course, and, and to and to mingle and to do sports and to do music and all of these curricular activities and to learn as well. And so parents are torn between uh, safety for the kids, safety for the people, all the people who live in the homes, especially if you have like an older um, person or somebody who's vulnerable for one reason or another. Uh, and, and that goes at all levels. You know, pre-K, um, of course, you're worried about the young kids. Um, high school, uh, you worry worried that kids are missing the opportunity to do their, their PSAT, their SAT exams. Um, those of them who are in sports or music uh, are missing auditions and all of those things. And, and so what is a parent to do? I, I looked around, and I decided that the most relevant topic that I would do tonight on this week in interview is to invite back uh, the expert that I know in education, Dr. Martha Joseph Watt. You If you remember the last time she was here, she was launching her school, Catherine Island Academy. Uh, and so she's coming from that perspective where she herself, I'm sure, um, is front and center in that whole quandary uh, that has to do with education. And and so she's trying to be part of the solution. So I brought her back tonight so we can talk to parents, we can talk to aunties and uncles, and, and all, anybody who got, I'm sure everybody has within reach, easy reach of them a school-age So. Uh, a very warm welcome back to you, uh, Dr. Watts. Welcome back to this weekend interview.
2: Thank you very much, Anthony, for having me. I always, you know, appreciate that moment. And thank you so much for at least inviting me back.
0: Of course. Uh, as I said, you uh, the two times you've been there before, um, you have an open mic because at, at TDN Radio, we value education. And you've demonstrated that that is a passion of yours. So, there is this synergy that, that sure, um, will work, uh, to, for the benefit of, of our audience and the benefit of just the kids and and everybody, education is your passion. So, COVID has been going on now for a few months. And of course, uh, the impression that I'm getting is that it's not, it hasn't become any easier for parents to navigate some of the uncertainty and some of the fear, quite frankly, the fear that they feel um, with with what contents are there as they try to organize the education of their kids. Is is that the same perspective that you have? Do you you sense that there is some confusion, some fear and a lot of uncertainty?
2: Definitely. And the, the one thing that I appreciate about my perspective is that it comes from Way wider than just the American perspective, because in for the American perspective, we have the some districts where all the kids have devices, all homes have internet. Um, you know, or if all homes do not have internet, the school district can at least afford to give each child a stick, an internet stick, and loan them a laptop or a, a, a notebook. But then we have districts because COVID is international. COVID is the whole world is everywhere. And so there are districts where they can't, you know, there are some places where they are printing the work and send it home to the kids. The kids are home and the teacher finds a way to collect the work from kids. And I know districts right now that are doing it that way. So it is a struggle everywhere. It is a struggle. It's worse in settings that are disadvantaged and so tonight i really would like to talk directly to parents who are going through the struggle if you remember at the beginning in march what i did i gave out a lot of books almost quite a lot of books to um schools and parents who needed that kind of help and tonight i want to tell those who are e-learning especially that what we are finding In some of the settings of the e-learners, we have a higher percentage of kids failing who are e-learning. And it's not because those kids are not smart. It's because they have not been able to navigate that e-learning properly. And so what I want to tell parents tonight is you can help. So first of all, you need to know your, your child's schedule. What is the child? What time is the start time? What time is the next break? and make sure you know that for yourself. I'm not saying don't trust your child, but according to the the age group, it changes. So for example, your elementary child, you definitely have to know that schedule like the back of your hands. You need to know so that you can give that, provide that kind of support for that elementary child. For the middle school child, they're a little more independent and they will say, oh yes, I'm on. But then they are more easily distracted. These are the ones who can, go and Google something else or watch YouTube or do other things while they should be doing their work. So you want to make sure that you have some sort of supervision going on for a middle school child. And for the high school child, you too, you still need to know how is that child progressing so that they can do, um, they can be successful. Another thing you want to encourage them to do is to get to know the platform. So for example, Every school district has a different platform. Some some there's an Etsy, there's power school days. Um, we have SASE in some places, we have FOCUS. So each district has its own platform. Parents need to make it their business to understand and know the platform. And the thing is, every school, there's a parent login. So if there's a parent login, go ahead and find your login and make sure that you know it. So you cannot just depend on your child telling
0: you. Mm -hmm. um, When you say find the login, you Mm -hmm. you are encouraging them to talk to their. There has to be a liaison person or teacher or somebody at their child's school that they can get that information from, right?
2: That's it, and that's my next point. My next point is get to know, commit make sure you communicate with the teachers so mm-hmm. the way registration works for e-learning you get those on the very first day when you come to register your child they will actually give you the parent you sign the contract to say that your child is going to do e-learning and you also get that login information some parents just trust their kids especially middle school they don't trust in high school oh i trust their kids they just trust their kids to do it and then later on in the semester they realize that their child is failing not because their child is not bright enough, but they did not log in on time enough. Some of them didn't even go in on Zoom because some, you know, they, the way the e-learning, we have different models all over. Some states, they just require that the child log in on a particular platform like Google Classroom and do their work. Some of them want, it, it's happening right away. You know, the teacher is teaching in the classroom and you are there live. So parents need to know all of those things. What is the format that your state or your country or your district is using? You need to be familiar. Mm
0: -hmm. I I, I want to jump in there because I can easily see how that scenario can develop. Because Mm -hmm. so many parents depend on their children to help them with technology. Mm -hmm. You know, a new TV, the child sets up the remote and so on and so on. So it's so, so it's very easy for a parent to come home, say from a school with a package, and just say, okay, yeah, their child is going to set this up because me, what do I know about Zoom and all of that? Mm-hmm. And and so because of that, it, it may be easy for a parent to yield um, control to the to the child because mm-hmm. it, it is venturing into into an area where they may not be as comfortable. That's true. So now that some time has gone, what you're saying is that parents need to start, settle back. And right. have that child teach you, walk you through what exactly that they do on, on a daily basis, what they're supposed to do. Take your time and do some due diligence. What, if there's a specific time, the child is supposed to, to come on and so on. So uh, that is what I'm hearing you saying because so many times parents may be busy, you come home, the child says, oh, I got this, I know what to do. You, in your mind, feel like the child loves the technology, better mm-hmm. than you. And so you yield that control. It's very easy. So so what you're telling parents is, in the, remember, your child is not interacting one-on-one with a teacher. So mm-hmm. you, the parent, now has a little more responsibility be that inspector or that supervisor. That's that supervisor.
2: supervisor. And and this is where the next one come in is to communicate with the teacher. Because if mm. you're saying that this is an area that you're not comfortable with, everyone knows how to use a phone. So you pick up that phone and you call that teacher and let them know, well, how is that my child doing? Where can I find out when what assignments they have due? I mean, yes, a teacher can't be sitting here picking up every parent's call. But if you make it a point of duty to call it that child's teacher once a week, we will have a lot less problems, less failures, for example. And some of the kids that are failing, it's not because they're not brilliant, it's not because they can't read, it's because they are just not responsible or they're just not vigilant. And so, and the parents are busy, some of them are at work because, for example, the elementary school parent would most likely be home or that child might be home with an older sibling because we do have parents who are first responders or who are you know, essential workers. And so you have an older child home with a younger child and then we have those issues happening. So it is, it's, it's very, very complex. It's very tasking on parents. I have heard the frustration of both parents and teachers. I've spoken to a few parents about their situations. Um, There's one parent who says that the child says to her that i have done everything and then she gets an email from the teacher saying your child is missing one two three four five and almost six and seven assignments so there is that level of trust you don't want not to trust your child but at the same time they're telling you things that are not really accurate so the best thing to do sometimes i mean i have been in i'm in the classroom sometimes and Suppose we have 80 parents to, to reach. I'm going to reach the parent who whose child has never signed in. But there might be a child who's missing two or three assignments, and that's edging on a failure. But I, because I have so many that are worse off, I didn't get to you. So you, the parent, if you take that opportunity to go ahead and call that teacher or email that teacher, say, or you can, if you are familiar with the platform, you can go on yourself and see that, hey, You're supposed to have four grades up but you have two of them on what's going on with the other three so you can actually in in, you know question your child yourself because you're familiar with the platform so i'll go back over those three and i'll say make sure you know your child's schedule understand the platform that the, the school is using and communicate with your child's teacher if you do those three things I can guarantee you, you will. We will not have that level of failure we are having with people who are ill in us. We respect parents' um, wish to eat, to keep their kids at home. For example, in Florida, the governor is saying, if your kid has failed this semester, we will have to compel them to come brick and mortar next semester. Because if you say that you want to, them e-learning and they're not doing, you're not doing your share and they're not doing your share, we're going to have to invite them back on brick and mortar. And some parents for e-learners, they're genuine. Some of them have compromised conditions. Some of them have the children are sick themselves. But you cannot just leave it alone as if they're in school all day with a teacher. It's not the same. Your child has his or her bedroom or whatever, wherever they their, their, their learning environment is; they have that to themselves, and so if they're not supervised and you do not have something in place to make sure that these kids are sticking to the promise, what did we say you're going to do? If we haven't done that, then that's what we're going to have. That's what's going to happen.
0: So, a couple of things that uh, I want to I, I want to take from where from what you just said. Uh, one of them is that if you have a child, whether it's a high school or whatever, that child is young, uh-huh. and it, it's not so much a matter of trust, it's a matter of it, the child is not going to school, so the child does not have the benefit of a teacher to guide them, and if you just leave it to the child, you, that's too much responsibility to expect a child to be able to manage themselves, and manage the education with minimal input from you. So don't see it as as a trust issue. You can see it as it's my responsibility to manage along with the kids. The second thing that, the last thing that you just mentioned that I wanted to, to, to emphasize is the environment. Uh, it is I think it is so important that parents who have not done so as yet establish a station where the child is going to do their work. Exactly. Whether if the child is lucky enough to have their bedroom, it's in their bedroom. If not, mm-hmm. you have to carve out a space, whether it's at a dining room table and keep the other kids away from them or, mm-hmm. or if you have one-on-one kid, set it up so they do it together. But it is so important that you set up that space, that station, that when that child goes to that station, that child is in school and not just an opportunity to be on the internet or to browse exactly, and so on. Exactly. So, so I know if you wanted to talk about that a little yes. bit.
2: Yes. So I, I must say that with my experience, when school started that we had, there were situations where I had to actually do that with parents. And I know that there are some, some students that I encountered, their parents were right there in the background. So the parent is working from home in an office. They are at one table and the child is at, at another table. But then you also have students who are in the bedrooms who are in their own private spaces. So how can that child stay focused? I'll tell you some of the issues we've been having. There are some kids who have been signing into the Zoom and just disappear. They just sign in as if to say I'm present, but then they never show up, they never engage in the discussion, but they can say here that I was present because I signed in. Who knows what they're doing? Obviously they do not have a supervisor, and they're not vigilant enough to stay focused so again not all homes are created equal not all situations are equal and so maybe that child is at home e-learning because there is a younger child they have to pay attention to so every 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 parent situation is different but i would always go back to um one of the educators that i follow he's um He talks about the attitude gap. And I think if our kids have that right attitude to learning, the right attitude towards education, I don't think a parent is going to have to be on the back of a high schooler and a middle schooler so much if they had that attitude right. Elementary school child, patience. I would say that that child, especially now that we have this Zoom thing and e-learning, these elementary school kids sit too long in one place and it's it's not healthy for them Um, that probably would have to revisit next semester for elementary schools i do not know what you know schools are going to do about it but this is something that i think needs to be addressed you can't have a kindergartner sitting at a computer for hours on end you know it's just not the same as being in school so But we have to examine that attitude gap. And how do we address it? I am not even sure we have to. It's education. Teach kids that an education is important. And if you lapse while you are supposed to be responsible for just being present, staying staying where you can actually get that instruction, it's going to show on your grades. And that can take us straight into the next thing that I would mention is how to avoid course failure. Because if you're not going to pay attention to, you're not going to sign in, you're not going, you're going to play a game while you're supposed to be doing your work, then of course you're going to fail. So what I would have to say to you is redirect your priorities. If you're a middle schooler and a high schooler, and if you are an elementary person, mom, dad, whoever is supervising that child, you want to make sure that. They are doing what they're supposed to be doing. Because an elementary school child shouldn't be feeling anything anyway. Um, it's just my perspective because there's so much coaching you can get. Um, so that's one of the things that they can do. And again, the next thing is seek help. You know, if you really feel that this child is struggling and I just do not know what to do, the answer to that is always seek
0: help. No. Doctor, what uh, 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 when you talk about cost failure mm-hmm. to me, I see that it's it's not a whole, whole lot different as when the kids were going off to school mm-hmm. because if you have a child that goes up to school and you never ask to see their homework you never ask to see their their test papers their exam papers um you never go to parent teacher conference uh, I, then you have then you when you get a surprise when the report that comes at the end of the term of the semester, you have to take some of that responsibility because you never did those things you expected the teacher to be keeping track of that. Now that the child is in your home most of the day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that responsibility is even greater.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so you're saying that parents need to be able to seek help. What are some of the sources? um where what are some of the resources that parents um that are available to parents as they seek help to try to to help their kids to navigate um and and to make sure that they're not failing classes
2: okay so help number one is always your teacher so if your child is failing a course the first thing you want to do is to call that teacher and say um what can we do what what help is available for my child so your teacher is always your first point of contact if your child has a group for example they have friends they can rely on friends did you get x y and z correct how did you do it and i always say to kids there's a difference between asking for answers and asking for help so i'm not asking kids to ask for answers i'm asking them find out from a friend how did you do that how did you arrive at answer one, two, three, or four? Get that kind of support. So number one help is always your teacher. Number two help, you can seek your friends. Now, some schools have, of course help sessions. They have help, sep- help sessions where help sessions where you can go earlier to school if you're going to brick and mortar. Or go stay after school if it's brick and mortar. If it's not brick and mortar, of course, you can contact your teacher and they can organize or arrange a time when they can work with you. And of course, when that doesn't work, or even if that works, there is always tutoring. In some okay. jurisdictions, before, tutoring. Mm-hmm.
0: Before we jump into tutoring, I just saw a comment that um, one, of the, one of the listeners put in the chat mm-hmm. saying that not all parents are uh, computer literate. Um oh. and some it says not all parents are computer literate and provision should be made to these parents this. facing these challenges. Uh, before you before you respond to that, I would say that rather than be afraid that you're not computer literate, as a parent, embrace that as an opportunity to finally get yourself computer literate because yes. it is much easier. Than you think. You, be, anything that you don't know as strange seems complicated, and you and, mm-hmm. you, and you fear it until you something. find out, mm-hmm. right? So, so, so go brave and say, "I'm going, okay, I'm going to learn about that computer thing," mm-hmm. and 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 go ahead, doctor, um, what? Awesome. So,
2: thank you very much, first of all, for that comment or that question, and we we recognize that we know that not all parents are, are are computer literate, and that's what um Anthony mentioned earlier is that sometimes. Um, that's why the kids can just fool you and say, oh, well, I did that already. Oh, I didn't do this. And so that's why I said, get familiar. And you can always, you know, what one of my my you know, co-workers when, you know, one of the ladies who work at our school, of course, not as a teacher. But she said, when I got this job, I realized I was fine. I was doing well and I was doing very well in my job. But then something happened. They required me to that's what the lady is saying. She was required to do most of her job on the computer and she would have lost her position. So she decided, let me ask somebody on the job to help me. She made that effort, paid $20 an hour to someone because she wanted to keep her job. I'm not saying you're gonna pay somebody to teach you to be computer literate, but I am most certain that you have at least one person in your life Who knows more about computer than you? Make an
0: effort. Sometimes the very child, your child. Sometimes the
2: very child, but if the child is younger, so I'm gonna keep. If the child is older, like middle school and high school, fine. Um, maybe upper elementary. But if the child is really younger, like K two, and you are struggling, go ahead and ask for help. Ask that neighbor. Ask that. uh, Ask somebody you know you know in the olden days we did better. you know we did we we exchange things for stuff if i have to babysit for you for an hour so you can teach me computer or if i have to you know run an errand for you something we need we have to make sure that we are we cannot be proud when we do not know things i learn every day every day i learn and every day i'm willing to learn because i do not know everything and so if you are not computer literate, that's one of the things you can do. I know when I was in you know, my community, we had computers came around and we had a Pisco volunteer who taught us how to use computers. Um, so I had to learn computer too. I, didn't, I wasn't always computer literate and I didn't learn it in school. I learned it right there at Mr. Pisco in, in our community. So ask somebody, there's at least one person who knows computer more than you do ask them. It doesn't have to be a course or a degree or anything of that nature. It is way simpler than you think it is.
0: Okay, so uh, we are at the bottom of the hour. Uh, mm-hmm. I am going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we will continue the conversation. Uh, parents uh, and, and and the kids who are listening, aunties and uncles, you're getting so much information from Dr. Watch, practical information, things that you can do. So don't go nowhere, stay for the break, and we'll be right back. When you feel a
2: sneeze or a cough coming, (coughs) covering your mouth prevents the spread of germs. You probably knew that. But the way you cover up also matters, and that means breaking a habit you've held near and dear all your life. Cover your nose and mouth with your flexed elbow or a tissue, not your hands. Discard the used tissue immediately, then wash your hands. Help stop the spread of germs. Remember, your health is your responsibility. A message by the Health Promotion Unit of the Ministry of Health, Wellness and New Health Investment,
1: Dominica.
0: Welcome back to TDN uh, this week in interview, our final episode for 2020. And, uh, we are having a discussion, uh, with Dr. Martha joseph Watts, And she's giving us some tips and some advice on how we can navigate, uh, these, um, uncertainties that, that's the wrong education of our, of our young kids. Um, Dr. Martha joseph Watts is from the institution, the school, um, Katherine Eileen Academy, and, um, she, she's going to, to, I, I'm going to go back to her in a minute, and we will, in the process, she was about to start talking about assistance, that, uh, assistance that some parents can get resources that may be available, and one of, one of our viewers mentioned that re, that resources should be made available to assist parents who are having a challenge. Before I go to Dr. Watts, what I want to tell them is that, don't be intimidated to ask for help, because sometimes the help that you're asking for is not as expensive or as huge as you think. So, for example, most of the learning that takes place at home can be done on a tablet. A tablet is... you could get a tablet that's less than a... a, a than a hundred dollars. Or, I mean, it depends on what you want to spend, but you could get a tablet that's somewhere between sixty or eighty dollars. That that may be a stretch for some folks, but what I'm saying is that don't imagine that the equipment that you need for your child's e-learning is hundreds of dollars. So so it's much it brings it, it, it within your reach. And I know um that during the summer, Dr. Watts mm-hmm. had run a program where she actually gave out tablets to mm-hmm. some of the participants as reward rewards for what they did for the summer. So doc, Dr. Watts, as we as we talk in the second half of this program, uh, I wanted you to point out some of the resources that's available at Catherine Island Academy, and if you know of other sources as well, I have to put it into perspective into practical terms what parents can do and what's available to parents as they, as they try to to make sure their kids don't fall behind and their kids move, move forward um, in this environment. Awesome.
2: So, yes, um, I, thank you for reminding me this summer, we did give away three tablets. I still have one more to give, um, but we gave away three tablets to kids because we wanted to make sure that the gift was relevant. And um, I remember when I had that first live, I said that th- that COVID slide might be a long slide. And I didn't even know, but it really has been a long slide. And so the, the prizes that we gave were very um useful. And parents, I just wanted you to, to to just tell you that, as Anthony said, the devices are not exp- are not that expensive. Um, I know of kids who have the, the games that they buy are a lot more. They cost a lot more than the, the the tablets that they need for school. And so, just sacrifice and try your best to get the most impo- the most important thing, which is that device that they need. Nobody can take an education from you. I mean. If you can put that in your kids, you know, the attitude, and that's what we're talking about, the attitude gap. If we can get the kids to understand that and education is important, that comes first and your games come next. I'm not against kids playing games, but I want them to know your, your assignments come first and games should be a reward, not a chore, you know. So um, we can help change the attitude and then, of course, find that help that you need. And One of the important things that I, I may have missed is those due dates. If you know when those due dates are for those assignments, you cannot miss out. M- create a calendar just for that. Due dates for your child so you can at least help them. If they know they're on your back, and guess what? Anytime your child knows that you're speaking to their teacher, they're going to be on, on, on top of their game because they do not want their teacher telling you anything out of the way about them. So make that connection and you will see the difference in your children's um, progress. So I want to talk a little bit about tutoring. So one of the, the, um, the questions was what kind of help? And I said, ask your, your teachers always first, after your teacher friends, or then ask. And then communities usually have some free tutoring. You can find out who in your community provides that. But then guess what? Before, we used to have that one little community center where you could go and get tutoring. It's not like that anymore. Everything is now E. E-learning, E-tutoring, E-everything. And so before I go into telling you that Catherine, Island we provide E-tutoring, I want to tell you what the benefits of tutoring are. So number one, it provides that unique experience for a child. A child is gonna get that one-on-one. They can ask questions. A lot of times students are sitting in that class, they have questions, but they're afraid. If I raise my hand, somebody's gonna think that I am dumb or I didn't get it. And so they have that apprehension. And they're not gonna ask that question. With a tutor, they can ask the question. I mean, one of my friends said to me today, the way I teach science right now, or the way I teach math. If someone had taught math to me that way, I would have been a math, you know, should have been some physicist or something. So the point is the child might not get it as in the in the whole group, but they will get a lot more as an individual. So make sure you get that. It improves the attitude towards learning. Kids usually just oh well, no, I know it. So they go to class like a lot. The confidence level is a lot higher. So tutoring will do that for your child. And the biggest one I want to draw to your attention is tutoring improves the performance of your child. And just a little bit of research. There's something called PISA, which is the Program for International um, Students Assessment. It is an assessment that's given to 15-year-olds among 79 countries worldwide it happens every three years and the chinese four china has four provinces in other words they go up as four countries four provinces and they're usually first second third fourth they're usually in the top ten they are always in the top five actually but here's what they're saying that these parents although the kids are more they're bright than they're the top 10 percentile they provide a lot of tutoring. So a lot of times we have this notion that tutoring is for children who are failing. Not so. Tutoring can be to stay ahead and it can be also for remediation. So if your child needs remediation, you can get tutoring for them. If they are already brilliant and you want them to be to stay ahead and keep climbing ahead, then of course you can give them tutoring. So that test I'm telling you about which is that Pisa gives every 3 years is in four areas. The most recent is financial literacy, but the, the the others are math literacy, science literacy and English literacy. And before they would have that notion that the wealthier countries or they expect the wealthier countries to do better, but that's not so. There are countries like Estonia that's supposed to be poor And they scored like 524 when America, which is the United States and very wealthy and European countries and Canada, and they scored way less. So the point we're making here is these people are using tutoring even for their brightest kids and so they are expanding that gap. They are widening the achievement gap. And one of the recommendations that PISA has is, children who are in disadvantaged setting need quality tutoring so that they can narrow the achievement gap. So they're not saying that they need more money in schools. They're saying, hey, these Chinese kids or these kids that are at the top of the ladder, their parents are tutoring them so that they can stay at the top of the ladder and widen the gap. So in order for us to narrow that gap, we're going to have to provide quality tutoring to the children who are in uh, in disadvantaged settings and so catherine allen academy we are trying to we we're making that for you cheaper or affordable i don't want to say cheap i want to say affordable so we have interactive programs what we do the same programs that your public schools would use for remit for remediation or for credit retriever we have the same programs or so we have what would I say, tapped into the same programs that Catherine Eileen to provide you and your children with that opportunity. What we will do, we have one-on-one instruction with your child, where we will teach them that concept that you need. And that's why we have certified teachers. We're not just gonna take anybody who just, I'm like, the person just likes math. We want somebody who can actually pass on the knowledge. It's one thing to have the knowledge, is another thing to be able to pass it on. So we have people in place who are able to pass on knowledge. So let us suppose your child is struggling with algebra. We have you, we have that person who would be spend that one hour with your child. And then we have those interactive programs that would give your child practice for the rest of the week to make sure that they strengthen or they solidify or they improve on that particular concept. Then we would move on to the next. And we would do it in line with what your child is struggling with. So let us suppose your child is already ahead of the game. My child already knows algebra, and I want them to do geometry. Can you help us with that? Of course we can. So we can put your child onto the geometry track while they're probably still doing algebra in school. So remember, again, tutoring is not about I cannot do work in school only. That's why we say at Catherine Eileen, whether you want to stay ahead or you want to catch up, we are here for you. And that's why we provide. So we have tutoring right now, interactive programs in math, science, social studies and language arts.
0: Tell tell our listeners where they can get the information, where they can sign up and so on um, with the programs that are offered by Catherine Eileen Academy.
2: So they can go to com, and they can scroll on academics and they can see all what we offer. So we have credit retrieval. So if your child is in high school and the child has failed a course, we can help you get that child. For example, sometimes um, a child has failed three subjects and the, the school might decide, well, it's too many subjects to make up. So we are going to have to repeat you. You're going to have to repeat the grade. Some districts, they provide your credit retrieval for you. But what happened last summer, since we didn't have any, seemed because of COVID, credit retrieval was virtual. It wasn't even e-learning per se. It was virtual where you actually had to go home and do everything on your own. You didn't have any instructor just um, teaching you anything. The instructor was just going to check to see if you turned in anything. Check to see if you. That's all it was. So a lot of parent um, children could not. They could not keep up with that level of 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 um, retrieval. So what we have is exactly what, and of course it's going to be less time than if you will. And I'll talk about our K through twelve in a minute, because you are retrieving the credit, which means you already took the class. And you didn't do well enough to pass you just need that little oomph you need that pushover so we can give you that opportunity to get that pushover and make sure you get that credit to go towards your high school transcript because we are a real school that is um how would i say it, established in the state of florida so we can give you a transcript so you would get that credit to put towards your high school um diploma if you so, are,
0: so what you're mm-hmm. is that if one second, if if uh, there's a child, let's say, that did not pass one subject or two subjects, and and because of that, they they may not graduate on time or they may not be promoted to the next mm-hmm. grade that they're supposed to be promoted at, that Catherine Academy can has a program where they can put that child into that program so that that child can can make up those pass those classes and therefore not fall back stay on track exactly like okay. and
1: we're
2: using the exact same program that the school use in other words we're buying from the same people that the, the district buys from so it's not to say well no. our one is because it's the same we just our, our own vendor you know so we provide the exact in other words it, that's why we like to say our opportunities are comparable it is not wishy washy, it is exactly what you would have gotten if you had the opportunity in a public school setting. Some it's and just that sometimes, that, mm-hmm.
0: not only that, from what I understand, is that um, it's almost on demand in a sense because if the child has a question, yeah, that that question is surely going to get answered, and, and somebody is also monitoring that child that they can identify weaknesses. And therefore, tailor um, a program for that child. So it's even it's even an enhancement over what they would get if they tried to do that at the in the public school setting. Pretty much.
2: So I just want people to know that you're not stuck. Don't, don't and don't let your finances be an issue. Contact us, and that's why we have catherineadlinacademy.com. But we also have enroll at C E like Catherine Eileen Minds.com. Enroll at CEMinds.com and you just ask us your question. Tell us what you're struggling with. I would like to take extra class. I saw it's worth that amount, but we can only come up with that. How can you help? And one of the things that we are working on is to be able to once we've established, you know, you know, fully to become a foundation, we will be able to boldly solicit um help so that we can help parents who definitely want that help and are not able to do it so we we will help people and that's what we are about we want to provide that those services to students who are in disadvantaged settings disadvantage doesn't mean that you're not smart it means that you need it but you can't afford it. You have some other hindrances. You have to buy bread and you have to pay for tutoring. Which one are you going to pick? If that's your situation, we're here to help, but you have to ask. We, 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 we won't be able to know that you need it. So we want you to know parents who have kids in Cambridge and you have their kids in AP. Tutoring is not for children who are struggling only. Tutoring is also for children you want to keep ahead, and that's what the wealthy or i don't want to stay wealthy so people can take offense the children who are in advantaged settings they have extra lessons okay um even when they have good great points they want to go and again that's where the attitude comes in what is the attitude towards an education you have kids who cry because they didn't score a perfect score on the sat well who wants a perfect score you just want to pass but no there are some kids and these kids are taking lessons as well, although they are already ahead. So I want our parents to recognize we want to stop just reaching for just the the average. We want to go for way past the average, and especially considering our situations, we have to be, you know, I mean, I don't want to go there, but we have to be twice time everything in order to get the best. So we cannot just settle for mediocrity. We want to make sure that we we push our kids. First, instill that attitude for an education in them. And next, find that help for your child. So yes, your first point of help is always your teacher. The next point of help is our friends. You have community co- um, groups, but you also have Catherine Island Academy where we can provide exactly what the public school will provide you to make sure you have that support. So we don't wanna give you something and when you go back, it's you know, it's wishy washy. No, you're getting the same and even better because you have someone to actually walk you through what you
0: need. Okay, so we have about five minutes left. Um, okay. it, it all just flew by. Uh, so I want you to take those five minutes and, 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 and talk a little bit more detail about some of the of what is offered by Catherine Island Academy. you spoken about the tutoring, you've spoken about credit retrieval. Um the last time you were here, you said that Catherine Island Academy is a private school.
1: It uh, is
0: a, a private school, but also it has uh resources for parents who are doing homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So we have a little less than five minutes uh for you to remind parents or for those who didn't hear it before, um mm-hmm. a little bit more about what is offered by Catherine Island Academy. Okay,
2: cool. So we do K through 12. So if you want your child, you want to do private school all the way, K through 12. It's all about school choice we provide you that opportunity to get k through 12 education with us which means you can send your child from kindergarten all the way to fifth grade and then we have the secondary program which is goes from six all the way to 12. and those secondary programs we offer things like photography um how would i say um photography videography all of those. Fancy things that you might want, you know, a child might want to take. We have those foreign languages, um, world languages, of course, and other electives. So that goes along with our um, high school. Then we have homeschooling. Homeschooling is not the same as e-learning. Homeschooling is you at home. You pick your own curriculum. You do everything at your own pace. You can you can school your child year round. You can school them six months as long as they cover the standards and i want to tell everybody that Catherine Eileen Academy we are very conscious and we are standards based instructed that's what we do we teach based make sure your your students are knocking or achieving reaching the standards that the state's require them to do and so for the homeschoolers we help with your letter of intent we help with your curriculum if you want a different math curriculum something that we do not have we will recommend it to you we will also help you set up your you know pick your we actually have a book called homeschooling in time of covid-19 that's like a, a bible like a manual for homeschooling you can get that book on amazon it's just $2.99 um ebook and 7.99 as a print and it give it has everything properly laid out as to how you can go about homeschooling. So if you're homeschooling, don't be don't stay there and be um all trapped. And then we also help with the evaluation at the end because that's all your school board wants. They want the evidence to show that your child has accomplished all of the standards and that they are ready to move on to the next grade. And of course, we also have GED. So we have people coming in from the islands. You're coming in from, um, you come coming to America from, not necessarily from the islands, any other country. You probably did not um, complete your, you probably just your high school. You didn't do SAT and all of those things, but you want to go to college or you want a job that is just better than, you know, working in McDonald's freezers. I mean, I shouldn't have to say it that way, but mm-hmm. you can, we can help you with your GED. So we can help you with your GED, or if you prefer your high school diploma. It's just that the high school diploma, your data, every state, there's a specific number of credits you need for each year, actually, it changes. So we would make sure that we are following those strict guidelines and make sure that whatever we give you is um, state-aligned. It's it's what the state says that you should get. So we're not here to give you half nothing what we give you, is gonna be because we are accountable to the state as a school that's registered with the state. And so we have to do everything that is in line. So you can get all of those things from Catherine Allen Academy. I'm gonna say it again, you can get tutoring, you can get credit retrieval, you can get homeschooling help, you can get K through 12 education, and you can also get your high school diploma. So I think I have caught it all in one breath. We have
0: two
1: questions
0: that, I'm sorry before you finish, before you cut off you you have two questions I think that we have to answer.
1: Okay. I think
0: you answered both one of them that somebody was asking about do you have K to 12. I think you answered that and somebody else was saying that um is there like a hotline for parents who um are there any considerations for setting up a hotline for parents, guardians, to get help to navigate the system? So, those two questions.
2: Well, I suppose we can. You see, most of the things that I have done, Anthony, they always come out of a need. All mm-hmm. of the workbooks that I have created come out of a need. And so, if parents want a hotline, then if it's a need, then we can't. We just have to look into it and navigate, see just how we can
1: you, right?
2: incorporate yeah. it and then we can we can consider that. But before I can announce we have an, a hotline, we have to make sure what it is that you need, what questions did you, do you have, and then we can go ahead and provide that for you. Because for us to have a hotline, we must have people who can answer your questions. I don't think I have all answers to everything, mm-hmm. even if I have quite a few. But, but, um,
1: but
2: we but can Dr. consider, if that's... it's a need, we definitely will look into making sure that we have a place. And even if it's not a phone number for now, it could just be a place where you can text your information and we can text you back until we can get to that phone place. Um, definitely. I don't see why not.
0: So so what I was saying is that I, I imagine that if somebody has a question, mm-hmm. even if they're not in Florida, and no matter where they are, even if they're in the Caribbean or in Europe or wherever, what they can do is go to Catherine Island Academy and send an email with a question. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that you will be able to guide them as to where they can go get that answer if you don't have the answer directly. So you can just go to Catherine Island Academy and send an e- email and Dr. Watts, um, I'm sure, will make the time to answer your question directly. Definitely. And, directly and we have
2: an info. hmm There's an info at ceminds.com. They can ask it right there. Probably what we will have to do is just make info at ceminds that hotline um, place where you can ask questions and we can answer you there. So if you have a question that you need answered, email us at info at ceminds.com. If someone is interested in working with CE um, Academy, what's the procedure? Okay, we do have, right now, we do not have all our requirements up but we do have some requirements and you can go ahead and email me again either at info at c at info at minds would be a good place to email us and we will tell you we'll give you more information thank you very much we're looking for we are looking for strong minds for certified people who can actually nurture students because that's what we're about we're about transforming minds about empowering students and educators and about you know Getting students, you know, positively engaged or intellectually
0: motivated. And if you go, if you go to Catherine Island Academy.com, you will see a link that says "Contact Us," and you will get you'll be able to forward information that way. Either as a parent looking for information or as an educator who's looking to work with Catherine Island Academy, you can go there and you'll be able to send in a contact. But we are flat out of okay. time. Just, just one thing,
2: uh, One thing, Anthony. Somebody no. said the website can't load. Catherine Eileen, you just use one E, not two E's. So Catherine Eileen Academy, drop one E in the middle, dot um, com, and it will work. Or you can just type it. Just Google it, and it'll come up.
1: Yeah.
0: It'll will, will come up. OK. All right. Yeah. So Dr. Wise, there we go again. Uh. Another hour just flew by. You, you have so much, you. you're such a resource. And, and thank you so much for, for giving us the opportunity at TVN to be able to, to share your knowledge and your, uh, and your information with our audience. And that's what we do at, on this weekly interview. And I, I get the, the privilege, the honor to speak with folks who have accomplished so much like Dr. Watt. And I, ha- I really enjoy sharing that with my audience. And tonight was no exception. So uh, I want to say good night and thank you so much afterwards.
2: Well, Merry Christmas, everybody, since you're not going to see anything again. And um, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.
0: It's always, always. And and we look forward to even stronger collaboration in in 2021. And so, listeners, I want to say again, happy holidays to you. All the best for the new year. We, We will be back early in January because this is the last program for 2020. Uh, A very huge thank you to to the staff and the management of TDN um, Media Network, because we have TDN Radio and we have TDN TV. We also have Facebook page and and the different social media. And so we really appreciate uh, the, the effort that everyone is putting. We have a lot of DJs. And those of you who are only listening to this weekly interview, I encourage you for the Christmas season to explore some of our other programming. We have very special programming on Saturdays. We have programming every afternoon. We have special programming on Tuesday evenings. So it's just top quality. All our programs are top quality. Our, Our entertainment programs, our information programs are just absolutely top quality. And in 2021, we're going to try to move it to the next level. There are a few folks who supported us directly and making some financial contribution to our our maintenance. We thank you for that because so far, everybody who's at CDN Media Network is voluntary. We, We did see a lot of growth in 2020. We added a few additional programs. And for that, we're grateful. And I want you to stay safe. Uh, make good decisions uh, uh, about COVID and some of the other things out there. And um, we look forward to a a strong year in 2021. So good night and happy holidays to everyone.
2: Ask them to vote. Those of you in Georgia, please go and vote.
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, 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 in Georgia. All the Georgians, go out and
2: vote. Please, Caribbean folks, go out and vote in strong numbers.
0: And I normally don't tell people who to vote for, but make sure you don't, you try to get the Senate away from the Republicans and the ugly agenda. Um, vote your conscience, vote right. Uh, don't let, um, songbites just because somebody says that they, uh, anti-abortion or whatever it is that you use that and everything, nothing else matters. Look at the amount of death that is caused by their bad management of COVID. And so, if, if life matters to you, will make, you'll make a decision based on that. So, Early if, voting you know, started you vote, yeah. if you enjoyed your voting, has already started. Yep. Vote. Mm-hmm. vote in even larger numbers than those that did during mm-hmm. the presidential election. And good night. Uh, happy holidays. And uh, I'm coming for 2021. We'll be talking about setting goals and setting targets. And why not? Why not an amazing 2021? Good yeah. night, listeners.
2: Good night. Uh-huh.
0: Good night, afterwards. <laughs>